Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of They Can't All Be Betty. My name is Angela Briones, and this is the podcast where we flip the lens on the coming out story and open the closet one story at a time. Today's episode is with my friend Louise, who is just one of those people that you just can't help but love. I met Louise a few years ago at a writer's group, and we've become very good friends since then. And I've asked her to join me on this podcast today because Louise has really taught me a lot about living unapologetically. She's probably the first person who, when she talked about her children or talked about her daughters, she didn't hesitate to talk about the fact that her daughter had a girlfriend. It was so natural in the conversation. It was as natural as if she had mentioned her daughter's boyfriend rather than girlfriend. And truthfully, it was refreshing to hear a parent speak with such pride. So for someone like me who's been learning how not to operate from a space of shame and apology for being gay. My conversations with Louise have been really eye-opening and really comforting at the same time. She's basically a parent who just isn't thrown off by labels of being straight or gay or bisexual. And in a way, she even kind of propped open the closet door for her daughters, if you will. We'll talk about that in this episode. I'm really excited to share this conversation with you. And I think you'll be able to tell right away that she's a writer because she has these wonderful ways of expressing what this journey has been like for her. That said, I think you might walk away from this podcast thinking about the beauty of both Paris and Morocco. I know. What does that have to do with this podcast? What does that have to do with being gay, right? Well, I'll just leave it at that, but I hope you enjoy the episode. I wanted to talk to you today because we had a conversation not too long ago that just blew my mind in like the best way though. You said you knew that your daughter was gay very early on. And I think you even had an age. You were like probably around three. Correct. You said, I, I knew she was gay. And you basically had spent your life opening the closet for her, rolling out, I call it rolling out the gay red carpet <laughs> and making it very easy for her. But your experience was that the easier you made this, the more she hesitated and kind of stayed in the closet. That's true. I, I But she is, in general, very private about private things, mm-hmm. at least to me. When I compare my older daughter, whose name is Madeline, Madeline has always been very forthcoming with me about her emotions, about her love life, about all of that. Tony has always, Tony, the younger one, has always been very guarded. She, she just doesn't like to tell me those things. I don't know why that is, but this, I think, falls into a broader category of things she doesn't like to talk about. But I was rethinking about when did I first start thinking, hmm, I think she's a lesbian. And I think it might have been age four. And to explain why I started thinking that, I end up trafficking in all sorts of stereotypes. You know, she had a very strong personality and, you know, a tomboy. She wasn't super into sports, but she just had a certain boyish way about her. But it was more than that. It was, you know, that thing. I hate the expression gaydar, but there was just something about her that made me feel, yeah, I think she's, she definitely could be a lesbian. And she was very young. You were in a very accepting place, it sounds like. Would that be right? Yes, yes. And I think that, I guess this isn't true of everyone my age, but I went to high school from 1968 until 1972. And that was like, whoa, crazy. All the walls were falling down. 
everything was acceptable. Any kind of sexual activity or orientation, it was all like, yeah, go ahead, do it. And I kind of kept that with me. So to me, the idea of being a lesbian or being gay was no big deal, definitely no big deal. And then when it turned out, well, yeah, my daughter probably is, I thought, hmm, okay. I wasn't expecting that, but it's Mm -hmm. okay. And what one time I compared it with was thinking that you're going to Paris and then finding out you're actually going to Morocco. (laughs) And Morocco is a really cool place to go. (laughs) But it's not what I was expecting. But it was fine. (laughs) I love that analogy of it's simply a different journey. It's not a bad journey. It's just a different one. Right. That's amazing because I don't meet many parents who don't have some sort of shame attached to the word lesbian or gay. There's some sort of shame attached to it. And it wasn't a big deal. It's just a different journey. Exactly. When my older daughter, she actually technically came out first. That surprised me because somehow I I just didn't have her pegged that way and the way I did with the younger one. And I should say that they both describe themselves as bisexual. And the way Tony puts it is, I'm bisexual tilting toward women and Madeline's bisexual tilting toward men. So Tony, I suspected and I was always Yeah, trying to make it easier. I wouldn't say I was like pulling a door open for her, Mm -hmm. but I was trying to make it as easy as possible if she should choose to tell me Mm -hmm. that she was bisexual or gay. I just wanted to make it as easy as I could. And uh, she didn't want to talk about it. I can understand that because you and I chatted the other day about, you said, how do you know you're gay, but you really don't know what that means? I think it just depends on when you start to realize that there's something different about you. And a lot of times it can happen so young that you know you're different, but you you can't assign meaning to it. You can't assign a label to it, of course. I think people don't realize that that journey from, I realize I'm different to, oh, I might be gay to... I need to come out is such a long process. So I can understand her hesitancy. And I think I would have done the same thing as your daughter. I would have been like, oh my gosh, I don't want to have this conversation. So I think that's only natural. Well, and there was, I might have said this to you before, but there was one time when I was talking to the older sister, Madeline, and I made a comment about Tony and I said, you know, whoever, something, I don't know, like, and if she finds a man or a woman. (laughs) And my older daughter said, stop that. Tony knows you think she's gay and it really bugs her. And I was like, oh, (laughs) okay. Well, I need to backpedal a little bit, I guess. But, uh, you know, I was trying. I was trying. (laughs) How how old is your youngest daughter? uh, Right now, she's 29. Okay. The older one is, is not even two years older. She's uh, 30. She's going to 31. The only reason I'm asking is because I'm 46. And I mean, when I was younger, there was nothing that assigned anything other than shame to the word gay. So I would absolutely be hesitant to jump into that label. And I was wondering if maybe age had something to do with that, if we were closer in age. Well, I 
I think I'm actually asking myself as we were speaking whether it has anything to do with the fact that this is the Northeast. And mm. the whole time they were growing up, well, definitely, definitely early high school, they hung out with friends who were obviously gay, obviously, obviously gay and who knew it themselves and who didn't hide it from other people. They watched the L word. They, you know, they mm-hmm. sort of were surrounded by a culture that was definitely inclusive of gayness. So Tony's hesitation with me, I don't think it was that she didn't want to admit she was gay. I think she, at that point, she probably told a lot of other people. But with me, it was, you know, no, you don't get mm-hmm. to know. <laughs> you don't get to know that. What was the experience like with family members and, and your social circles? Was there any shame or any hesitancy in? Well, there was hesitancy because I felt that the information belonged to my daughters, not to me. Mm. That I shouldn't be taking it on myself to tell other people something kind of private. Mm -hmm. And if they said, hey, go ahead, tell the whole world, then I would have. But as it was, I just sort of waited for them to be the ones to tell people. That was not true with, I guess, I told you one of my brothers is gay. And he was very late coming to realize that he was in his mid 30s. And he I know I did talk to him about my daughters. But with the other family members, it was like, I, I will take my cue from you, Madeline and Tony, you know, whatever you want me to do. And sometimes if it kind of muscled its way into the conversation, I might acknowledge that my one or the other of my daughters was bisexual. And I tried to do it in a way that wasn't making the other person feel uncomfortable. You know, mm-hmm. I, I felt fine about it, but I didn't want them to freak out. My question about that, because inevitably that natural conversation comes up when you're sitting at lunch with your friends, you're naturally going to talk about your children and be like, right. oh, well, what's so-and-so doing and who are they dating and et cetera, right. et cetera. And I always wondered what space that left my parents in. How would they answer that knowing that I had just come out? Would they answer it at all? Or would they kind of skim over it? So I appreciate your answer of just kind of delicately talk about it, mainly because you wanted your daughters to have that voice instead of you. Right. And I think at some point, I'm not remembering this clearly, but I think at some point I asked each of them, is it okay if I describe you as bisexual to Mm -hmm. my and at some point they said yes. Which so. it's probably easier for you. I'm sure for you, it puts you in a kind of a tough spot of, you know, I don't want to lie to my friends right. or family members, but I also don't want to expose this truth that is so sensitive for my children. Right. I love that idea of asking them for permission to do so. Of, you know, some people who I mentioned it to, I mean, first of all, there were some people I mentioned it or who found out or whatever. Mm-hmm. who were so much more accepting than I thought. Mm. Would. I have some Texas relatives who are religious and I consider very conservative and they were totally fine with it. They never acted uncomfortable. And then there were other people in the Northeast who I think they, I mean, they never said anything really rude, but I could see that they weren't comfortable. Tell me if I'm right or wrong about this for you, in your experience. I always say that when you come out to your parent, 
you know, I have been carrying this weight and this baggage, this secret for a very long time, and then I'm ready to let it go. So I hand it over. That's what it feels like to me. It feels like weight that I handed over to my parents and then they walk away with it. Mm -hmm. Did you feel like that was true for you or not true for you? Oh, okay. Well, my daughter's officially made a statement to me that made it clear that they were gay or or bisexual. Mm -hmm. You know, it had sort of gradually become obvious in both cases, but it wasn't like a sit down conversation. Mama, I have to tell you something. You know, it was Mm -hmm. was never like that. But with Madeline, I have a very, very vivid memory of that moment. I can picture exactly where we were talking and what the Mm -hmm. room was like. And I knew she was really sad about something. And I said, Madeline, what's the matter? Tell me what's in your heart. And she said, well, you know, I'm bisexual, right? And I said, um, yeah, but I didn't. (laughs) You know, I just thought, okay, here it is. And that's, that's fine. But I didn't realize that, you know, and then I felt not burdened by it, but sort of, okay, I need to readjust a little bit, you know. Mm. Now, with the younger daughter, who from the age of four, I had these suspicions about mm-hmm. when she finally decided that she would give me the privilege <laughs> of mm. telling me, it was a phone call and it went something like this where I said, so how are you doing? How's your social life? She was in college, maybe her junior or senior year. And she said, well, it's good. I'm in a relationship. And I said something like, oh, good. And you're happy about it? Yes. And is it a male or a female? And she said, a female. And I felt this huge weight lifted because all these years I'd been kind of wanting her to somehow tell me. And so she finally did. Uh, And I was like, phew. Now we can just kind of stop any pretense, you know. That is so interesting. We make up these narratives and the one that I feel like I have made up is that whole thing about feeling like I'm walking around with a secret, handing it over to my parents. But for you, that experience, the burden was lifted. Like you just that's an amazing thing. I that has never occurred to me. What an amazing experience. I think that is Okay, now we can get real here. Exactly. I think you're right. It's like all of a sudden it's a little more, we're on the same page. The conversation becomes easier. Yes, very much, very much. There was, now she, she, this is the younger one. She had dated some guys. You know, she went to prom both years of high school and, you know, she was just going through the motions. But at a certain point, well, I have to, I feel like I'm divulging a secret and I'm not actually, but there was a photo in the yearbook of, I think it was in the yearbook, a photo of her and a friend of hers holding hands. It was the back of them and they were holding hands and running and a guy she was friends with signed underneath it. Now this makes so much more sense. She had obviously at some point in high school started telling people and you know, me reading that before she had officially told me, made me go, okay, <laughs> yeah, it's all making sense. I think you're right. I think 
if I had a daughter, I would just want to know what was happening in her life, right. you yeah. know? And like you said, you know, you, yeah, you saw this thing in the yearbook and you just want to know because you don't want to feel like you're the outsider in this relationship that is so special. I mean, this is your child. I don't think that we as children realize that it hurts and affects our parents when we don't share our lives or share something that's very personal. It really hurts. It really does. And I think I am too thin-skinned about it, but it really hurts me to know that there's something going on and it's important and they are not telling me. Right. I can understand that. I think my mom, she would say the same thing because I can think of many times when we've unintentionally hurt her and we just didn't realize because we're not parents. We, d- we don't know what that experience is like and we're not realizing how much it's hurting her just not to know and not to be a, a part of the conversation. Oh, yes. And you hear about mothers doing things like as soon as their daughter leaves for school, the mom's like rifling through their drawers, their (laughs) diaries. And, and, you know, I have to restrain myself from doing that kind of thing because I just, some of it is just, you know, prurient curiosity. But, you know, they're my daughters. I want to know what's going on in their heads and in their hearts. And I love them so much. Absolutely. And at the end of the day, you just want to know that they're okay. Yeah. I want to talk about um, myself and my family. And my bro- I've told you one of my brothers is gay and he came out very, very late. And he then started telling me that some of our cousins, male cousins, were gay. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, okay. And I know that when studies have been done, it seems like they generally conclude that there is some genetic basis, but not exclusively, and it's all very complicated and not well understood. The fact that two of my daughters are both, you know, sexually fluid or whatever mm-hmm. makes me think, I don't think that's a coincidence. You know, I've really seriously asked myself, here I am with these daughters who are I should have said at the very beginning, they are both amazing, just absolutely (laughs) amazing. They're both so smart and funny and wonderful, and they're both bisexual. And so, you know, what do I have to do with that? Was I just creating an atmosphere that made them able to find that in themselves and express it? Or is it a genetic thing and that I just sort of, you know, the window closed before I looked into it. And mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, just the fact that you're able to have the conversation without feeling the shame and without the judgment that a lot of people experience when their children do come out as gay or bisexual, you're not carrying that with you. I think because of that, what you did is you created a space of just love. You know, you really did. Oh God, it's I a loved beautiful them thing. so much. I just loved them so much. I loved them too much, really. I had a lot of trouble separating from them. And I, I just really wanted them to be so happy. I also wonder, um, my own parents, both very Catholic, very conservative, and especially my mother, a very rigid, closed person, very closed. I wonder if I was sort of trying to be the opposite of her and that, and that kind of plays into this. Right. Um, You never know. I mean, I think everybody has their reasons for 
their parenting style. <laughs> but I think your brother was gay. You already were kind of exposed to this environment, you know, in the 70s. It was just a little more of a conversation already in a very healthy way, I think. Before we end, do you have any questions for me? Just well, please? yes. And this also relates to my brother, who I think I said to you, I don't think he knew or understood that he mm -hmm. was gay for a long time. Mm -hmm. And I think you said something like, it took me these years to figure out yeah. that I was gay. And I don't understand that. I mean, to me, it's like either you feel sexually attracted <laughs> to one type of person or you don't, or I don't understand. And we talked about it a little bit and I have been thinking about it for a few days, if not a week. And it is so hard to articulate because it doesn't make any sense. For me, I remember being probably as young as your daughter. Yeah, I was probably five, six, seven when I just knew I was different, but I don't know why. Then I remember being in middle school and this moment really sticks out at me. Again, I know I'm different. I don't know why. And I don't have, I certainly don't have the word gay attached to it. But I remember by the time I'm in middle school, there was a moment that I'm sitting with my grandmother and my grandmother was like my entire world, my universe. And I never told her I was gay. I was too afraid. I was too afraid of what she would say because like she was my world and my world would end if she said anything. Right. We were watching the news and there was a, a gay protest happening and somebody had a sign that said, you know, gay people are, what did it say? It said like, Oh, gays are God's mistake. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. I remember seeing that on the television and I remember I had this lump in my throat because I'm like, I'm this word. I'm, that's me. Still don't really know what it is and I cannot explain. I know you're asking like, how do you not know that? I don't know. But I do remember she reached over and she held my hand and she leaned over and she said, God doesn't make mistakes. Oh. And there was a huge lump in my throat because I was like, she knows that I'm different and, oh. and, but there's such love emanating from her and God didn't make a mistake with me. You know, this is all I'm thinking. It was the biggest moment at that time. It and it's still an amazing moment. Like there's nothing that captures the love that was in that statement. I think I was pushing it away for so long that maybe I just didn't come to terms with it. Maybe I didn't think about it. I don't know. I don't have a really good answer for you, Louise. I think my but. brother, I definitely think there was a real desire to deny. Yeah. And that was back in the mm, early 70s or something. And he never had a relationship. And I worried about him. And I, you know, was always thinking, can't he meet an, a girl that works with him? And I said to him, are you ever attracted to anybody? You know, what's going on here? And he said, I'm attracted to women and to men for different reasons mm -hmm. and in different ways. And he didn't really elaborate, but I realized, okay, there's something complicated going mm -hmm. on here. For the longest time, I think he didn't want to say to himself, I'm a gay man. And then he finally, he started, you know, going to gay bars. He went to a gay party. He met an amazing man who was fully embracing of his gayness. And that was the end of the story. 
Well, I heard the other day somebody say this on a different podcast, and I totally agree. I think the reason we don't know, well, that we know that we're different, but we don't know that we're gay, and there's a disconnect there. They were mentioning that that might happen because we grow up with this ideal of, you know, I'm a woman, I'm supposed, you know, or I'm a girl, I'm supposed to like boys. (laughs) What's that? What'd you say? I'm supposed to go to Paris. I'm supposed to go to Paris. Absolutely. And that is so ingrained. Right. Somehow we're able to say I'm different, but I'm supposed to go to Paris. I think you hit the nail on the head with that analogy. I wanted to go to Morocco. (laughs) Yeah. Morocco is way more interesting. It is. It is for me at least. Well, Louise, thank you for joining me here. I'm glad you're in in my world and in my writer world and in my friend world. You're one of those rare people who really just sees love, period. And I'm really glad that your daughters have somebody like you who just loves them unconditionally. Yeah, they should appreciate it more, Jen. (laughs) Thanks, Louise. Bye.